Your shelf or mine, where timeless questions are answered. If you have a cold hot pocket, is it just a pocket? If croutons are stale bread, why are they kept in airtight packages? A local podcast dedicated to entertainment and never following the plan. From the well-read minds of the Longview Public Library, your shelf or mine. Hello and welcome. Hello. Welcome to your shelf or mine. I'm Becky Standle. And I'm Elizabeth Partridge. Did you hear my soda? <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> I'm parched. She's Elizabeth Partridge. <laughs> so appropriate. <laughs> Welcome to our show. Yay. Thanks for coming back. What's up? Nothing. <laughs> How you doing? I'm all right. All like right. I told you earlier, I burnt the roof of my mouth this afternoon mm-hmm. on the falafels I made. That's nice, though, that you made falafels. It turned out really good. I was really happy. I love falafels. I'm happy with it. This is the whole reason I got, like, an immersion blender oh, was to make them. That's a good thing. Because I tried to do it before in, like, a dumb single-person blender that right. I had. Uh-huh. Didn't work. But, yeah, they were really good. Yeah. <laughs> I love falafel. Yeah. Man, I could make baba ganoush one day. You could make falafel. Right. We can just have a whole... We're set. Lunch. Yeah. <laughs> We could eat lunch. Whoa. <laughs> Stand back. We're having lunch. <laughs> so what was uh, going on in the last couple of weeks? So we um, have finished our winter programming for youth cycle or winter cycle, whatever. Um, <laughs> so we are on a two-week spring break, basically, and then we start spring programs so that's a break from story times and Teen Tuesdays. Nice. So we are putting our like nose to the grindstone planning summer right oh now. Oh my gosh. I crunched some numbers yesterday. Yeah. Probably annoyed Jennifer a little bit with the number crunching. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> what numbers were you crunching? I was crunching read into the collection numbers. Oh. Yeah. I can see why she may have been <laughs> Nice. Yeah. So this summer's theme is space. A universe of stories. Mm -hmm. And we have a drawing that Michael submitted for the adult portion. Oh, I was going to talk about our drawing. Well, there you go. So our drawing for our mascot clip art logo for summer reading is a little baby squirrel in a rocket ship. Nice. It's super cute. Um, You had a huge teen night. What was that all about? Yeah, so we had uh, this past week, uh, let's talk about it. So we did an escape room, and it was a Riverdale-themed escape room, and I had this planned for several months. And then by coincidence, tragically, Luke Perry died on Monday, the day before our Riverdale escape room. Luke Perry plays Archie's dad on Riverdale. I read, I read the news. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just... Thank you for filling me in, though. Sure. I, I was devastated. Well, bet. <laughs> And some of the teenagers are pretty bummed, too. Wow. Uh-huh. We were talked a little bit about, like, what do you think is going to happen on the show? But anyways, we had three teams do the escape room. Mm-hmm. And everybody solved it. It was, I think, so how many, maybe my fifth escape room that I've made. And I think the most efficient one. I think I've been on the hunt for, like, a good 20 minutes. I gave them 30 minutes, but then I was like, they really only needed 20 minutes. hmm a 20 minute escape room that I could run like over and over again so to get as many people to do it at a time mm-hmm. at a time mm-hmm. like if you go to like a professional place it's an hour and it's like this huge right thing a big thing yeah but for mine I think I got it I was like wow this is the concise but satisfying puzzle solving escape room I've been searching there for all go. my life <laughs> that's funny and um I made a murder board Aw. A murder board. Oh, that's cute. So I'm showing um, Becky the art that Michael drew, and it's to go with the space theme. I love it. But still be different for grown-ups. So it's a rocket ship with no baby squirrel. But it should blend nicely. Mm-hmm. Yep. We'll have a little cohesion. <laughs> so anyway, I was talking about my murder board. Right. So I made a murder board 
What is a murder board? So you might recognize the murder board concept from television because I don't know if they do it in real life. From cop shows. From cop shows mm-hmm. or like mystery shows mm-hmm. where you have like a bulletin board and you pin, you know, all your clues to the board and then like tie a string so it looks like you're like connecting all the dots mm-hmm. and piecing the murder together and you're going to solve it. So I made that with like all like the cast of the show and different things. I had too many spoilers, I realized before, oh. so I took some of those down. Because a lot of, because it's in the third season now on TV, but a lot of the kids only watch it on Netflix. Oh, so right. they wouldn't, so they didn't have So there'll be part. a season behind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how long did it actually take to get through? Through what? The whole escape. Um, The fastest group did it in like 12 minutes. 12 minutes? Yeah. And the slowest group did it in like 25 minutes. Oh, okay. That's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. 12 minutes is pretty quick. They were really quick. I was like, oh, no. And they were the first group to go. Uh I was like, oh, no. But they had all done escape rooms before. And so so they're like. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, this is how the puzzles work. And we're going to solve them. them go last. (laughs) They were there first. They were the most excited to do it. (laughs) Make them go twice. Yeah. (laughs) They wanted to go twice. And I was like, why? (laughs) It'll like, take you two seconds. It'll you might even remember the combinations. <laughs> you don't even have to solve the I wrote it down on yeah. hands. <laughs> puzzles. Anyway, so I spent all this time on this murder board, and it looks really funny. And I don't want to take it apart, uh-huh. but what should I do? It's just in my office behind the door. Take it apart. <laughs> and then, you don't want to turn into so a hoarder. Two Come episodes, on. three episodes went like from behind right when i made it and then i watched the episodes and i was like oh it's all wrong oh no you definitely want to take it apart i just want to fix it but also do another one that show is so confusing i'm like what there was a a one recent episode that had a lot of exposition that really cleaned some stuff up Mm -hmm. still i'm like what's their motivation (laughs) what's their motivation I mean, They're really? <laughs> no, I mean the characters' motivation. They're just like all over yeah. the place. Yeah, I I have no input, and you know that. because oh. <laughs> I've never seen that the was show, kind of a fun so. thing for me too. Just like there was a couple of them that were like really into the show and watched it, and I was like, yeah, let's talk about like how bananas this show has right. gotten. So we kind of yeah, yeah. Well, that's nice. It was fun. It's nice to have a an audience that actually. Yeah. <laughs> has information to share. That's good. That's a fun finish of the season activity. Mm-hmm. So cool. Oh, remember we had uh, Humanities Washington come in February yeah. for a presentation, and we are trying to schedule two more one for May and one for October. Cool. So be on the lookout for those. Do you know? I do know who I have asked, but I you don't, don't want to talk about it in case I don't get the funding. So it's all contingent on receiving the grants that they offer, which I think we will be able to receive. It's just a matter of, I don't want to say just in case. I don't Gen- want to disappoint everybody. Yeah. Jennifer is going into a training in early May with Humanities right. Washington exactly. to do like a youth program. Mm-hmm. That would be really cool. But it's like you first you do the training, then you apply. Right for the program program Mm -hmm. and then they give you money and also a little bit more training right and i think that the storytelling is through them somehow i'm not positive i didn't read the whole thing but they do also have a grant program that we can apply for for programs we create ourselves so there's a lot of opportunity through humanities washington we ought to take advantage of that Yeah, Yeah, there are also, speaking of Humanities Washington, there are also some presentations still scheduled for LCC. Mm-hmm. You can actually go to the Humanities Washington webpage and they have a calendar of events and you can just type in Longview or whatever. What was the one that I really wanted to go to we were talking about? Was it the, should I watch that show? Should I still watch that was show? That, was it, that past? It was Tuesday. Dang. Yeah. Because I was going to be like, I thought it was... Tied into Riverdale a little bit. Well, it was because, you know, should I still watch this show in the age of Me Too? So, yeah. And then the next one, I think, is about women, Washington's hidden feminists or something like that. Historical perspectives. And Mm -hmm. then there's the other one in April. Both are in April. The other one is Earth Day. Day, So it's about climate change. Yeah. 
But ours are not those because that'd be silly to have right. the same thing twice. So. Although I kind of wanted to go to that TV show. <laughs> so you should see if Camus is going to have <laughs> okay, it because they, they actually were going to have Clarence mm-hmm. right after us. But then the snowstorm happened, oh, so they didn't even get Clarence. Bummer. So, yeah. yeah. So we have the second part of the score series for Simple Steps to Starting Your Business this month. And if you missed the last one, you can still come to that one second one because it's a bunch more information that's super helpful and we're we're doing a lot of training this month as a library just Mm -hmm. staff because we want to be that good yeah at school (laughs) next week next week yeah oh my gosh next next week jennifer's going to emerald city comic con that's right to do like the librarian they have special like librarian days where you can get like training and stuff for running library cons. Right. So she's going to that. I think that will be cool. That will be cool. Yeah. And that is imp- also two weeks. We have the NanoCon International Film Festival showings at the library. Okay. So. And that will be when the spring youth programs start back. And we start March 23rd, which is a Saturday with the story time with Goddess at mm-hmm. 11. And then the following week is like back to kind of a regularly scheduled programming. Nice. The other thing this month is if you didn't get the information about Alan's writing class. Oh, Alan Rose through WordFest is conducting another writing class about critiquing your own writing and those of your peers. The class actually started Tuesday, but you can still join in to participate, but you're making a commitment to write, but you're also getting a bunch of feedback from your peers and from Alan on what you are writing. So it's an awesome opportunity to get going in the right direction and see what people actually think of your work. So cool. Yeah. But you can come to the library and sign up for that again. Or Slash still. Now. <laughs> or they could probably email you. Absolutely. What was that again? Uh, what's your email? It's Elizabeth P. At mylongview.com. Wow. Yeah. Super easy. (laughs) It's Elizabeth with a Z. Don't forget. Right. Yeah. That's only confusing to me. (laughs) Actually, there was a young lady who came in to get a library card yesterday, and one of her names was Elizabeth with with an an S. S. Whoa. And I almost misspelled it because, you know, your fingers just do what they normally do. Yeah. So my college roommate was Elizabeth with an S. Mm -hmm. So I I always spell Elizabeth's name wrong. wrong. Or just have to think about it really hard. Yeah. So, and this is what's happening in April so far. Jennifer is going to be here in the studio with me while Elizabeth is somewhere else. And we're going to be talking about Scandinavian noir. And then we're having a special story time on Saturday, April 6th to kick off National Library Week. The theme this year is Libraries Equals Strong Communities. And we're going to have firefighter guests at our story time. Woohoo! Yay! <laughs> and then the following week, we'll probably have some other stuff. And then the week after that, um, Elizabeth and I will be presenting at the Washington Library Association Conference. And then on the 20th of April, we're having Messy Art Day. Wow. Packed. Yeah. And then like other stuff is happening. Yeah. (laughs) I kind of like looking at my schedules now because I just have the regular stuff, but the rest is empty. Oh, mine is not empty. It's kind of liberating because I don't have to write all those things down yet. Do we change time? Yeah, on, uh, on the 10th. Sunday. Oh. This Sunday. I'm ready for the light, but not for the waking up. I'm absolutely ready for the light. I am so tired of the dark and the cold. I'm tired of both of those things. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like it to be warm and, and bright. Yeah. yeah. I mowed my lawn this weekend. Ours was, yeah. We have a freshly shorn lawn It as looks well. really nice. Isn't it amazing how green it is? Well, and it's also like, wow, my yard looked like a mess. And now it looks really tidy. Yeah. And I barely did anything. Nice. Well, the grass is so thick yeah, for having isn't. been winter. Oh, ours is. It's oh. like a rug. Well, I have two dogs. Yeah, well, yes, I don't. <laughs> you just feel like frolicking through your yard. Yeah, exactly. It's mostly the front yard that looks awesome. So. I was looking at an article where they planted a bunch of raised beds in their front yard. That'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. But then who'd take care of that? So <laughs> you don't just put the beds out and then somebody else Walks comes and gardens. <laughs> I mean, could you please plant these vegetables for me? <laughs> <laughs> that would be neighborly. Yeah, for sure. So one of the things that we well, actually, we're working on two things in our small business area. We made a pen pal friend from Somerset County Libraries in New Jersey. 
cool. And she had seen our gig economy presentation information online. And so she contacted us about what was in that program and how it runs and all that. And in the meantime, we shared a bunch of information about our programs and, and what each library does. And they're much bigger than we are because it's a five library, five branch or more. Oh. But Somerset County, I don't even know where it is in New Jersey, but big. Jersey's pretty small. New Jersey is pretty small. <laughs> Geographically, it's small. Oh, right. But the system is big. Right. Population-wise, it's large. Right. <laughs> she showed us a list of theme boxes that they right. do okay. for small business, where they include six books and audiobooks, an audiobook, and then the three most recent editions of business-related re- magazines that are specific for each of the themes. And so we went through the theme list that they had, and we decided we're going to try five of them. So we're going to find our own little boxes and include our books, because obviously they have a different collection than Uh we have. And we're going to start checking them out as a bundle. So you might get a theme box all about writing a business plan or a theme box about uh, marketing and social media marketing. Are you bundling books we already have in the collection are you getting new ones? We're going to figure that out because we actually don't have a very large collection mm-hmm. that we would be able to keep them in one yeah. container. So they might be their own special books. But it seems they get a lot of use out of them. She mm-hmm. had tons of information on them going out for, I think they checked them out for an extended checkout yeah. period. And then they have been very helpful because they don't have to come back for another book or another thing on that same subject. Yeah. They've got everything together. But it also included information on how to access the resources we have for online databases, etc. in those same mm-hmm. areas. So pretty nifty. That is very yeah. cool. Yeah. So that should be coming by April. The other thing coming by April is our civic engagement corner where we're going to have information about how the government works, how people can become involved in their own civic environment and the books that we have available in the library relating to those topics. So where's that going to be? Do you know where the new books are? I do. Yes. They're going to be on the nonfiction side. Okay. We're, we're starting small because uh-huh. it's going to grow. Mm-hmm. It's going to be on the nonfiction side on the, because that's two cases put together. Uh-huh. It's going to be on the left hand side. Okay. Just like Beyonce said. <laughs> to the left. <laughs> to the left. Every, let me see, how do I make this work? It's in a box. Every civic, I don't know, whatever. (laughs) Okay. Yes, but hopefully that'll come up fairly quickly. Daniel is working on the signage right now. I saw him printing stuff. Yeah, and. I'm always like, what are you doing? What you got there? (laughs) Why are you doing that? But after we have the signage, we're going to, Chris is going through our collection to see which books he'd like to include specifically in the collection. And then we're going to break it down into just two sides. So one side will be about how government works and democracy, history, constitution, etc. And the other side is how does one get involved? Mm -hmm. And so um, anybody who is interested in learning more about our government or our politics through the ages or local information, Uh we'll be able to come to that section and get a lot of information. Cool. Yeah. And just as a little bit of a spoiler slash maybe this is going to happen, the two Humanities Humanities Washington presentations are going to be related to civic discourse and maybe climate in our country. Not climate as in weather. That one's at LCC. That one's at LCC. Climate as in the political Political climate. climate. Yeah. But I am very much looking forward to getting this started and helping educate the community on who we are. Neat. Yeah. I've been moving some stuff around too. What are you doing? So we got some shelves from Ikea yesterday. Mm Mm-hmm. And we've been offloading some of the display cases down in new services to other parts of the building. And part of that is because we have other stuff to display. And part of it is because we want to focus more on displaying books and improving circulation. And the display cases don't serve that function, really. No, they're, they're display for visuals. And it was just like, who's going to do the display this month? It, it was homework. It was like, yeah, it really was. <laughs> so now we'll have one. So that will be just one nice pop of cool stuff right so one of the display cases went upstairs it's by your desk now and it's wonderful and that's displaying gifts that the city has received from our sister city 
Waco in Japan. In Japan. Mm-hmm. That's there now. You can take a look. And then the other display case we moved this morning in the elevator. It was it was like a pretty big production. <laughs> Where did you put that one? It's up on the mezzanine. So we moved the large new large print case to like an end cap. Okay. And then we put it there next to the elevator. Okay. Right outside the long. Is that the room. white case that you were yeah. working on this morning? Uh-huh. Okay. So Angela is going to be doing that one with materials from the long view room. Very nice. And they'll be able to display those things, which are about like our local history. So I think that will be really cool. Very nice. And she's really excited. I'll bet she is. Yeah. And then where that case was, we'll be able to display books from the teen collection. Which is really big. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not even it's that not a big. It's a huge collection, um, but it's outgrown those, its space. Yeah. The space we have for it is too small. Mm-hmm. So I think it'll be really cool. Yeah, I think so too. I was working on I that think, this morning. Yeah, one of the things that we had discussed in one of our meetings not too long ago is that upstairs we have a definite lack of display mm-hmm. anything. So working toward making those displays is a big priority, I think. Because it would be nice if we had a place where we could display cool books that have yeah. something to do with something that's going on right now. And we don't really have anything designated like that one area that Mark does every month yeah, right by the elevator. But that is pretty much the yeah. only display area that we have. So, yeah. And part of it is like the, sh- the kind of shelving that's upstairs is very it's, like old school, like stacks. Maybe that'll be different when we eventually do get a, a remodel. Yeah. I think that there, the books the... themselves will be on display Yeah, because of the, where the shelving will be in the size of yeah. it. So it'll be, It'll be a lot more visually appealing when we get those. Yeah. But in the meantime, we're, we're doing some stuff. Fixing it. <laughs> Making it happen. That's right. Yes. So, so wow, I think we're, we're just doing putting, a lot of stuff. Yeah. There's always something busy going always on. Always something. Yeah. yeah and, and like I mention every time, and I'm going to continue to mention every time, if you would like to be a part of anything that we have going on at the library, you are most welcome. Because the library is there for the community. So you're the community. That's you. <laughs> Come on in. <laughs> yeah. You can always send me an email. Where was that again? I think it was Elizabeth with a ZP. You're right. At mylongview.com. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. You can send me an email and then uh, we can talk about how you too can have a say in what happens at your library. I look forward to hearing from you. <laughs> <laughs> you can call me too. 360-442-5321. It's like a countdown. When I was like memorizing your phone, I don't phone number. <laughs> I did have like a little song. What song was it? Five, three, two, one. <laughs> That's exactly. What Earth it was. Yep. Low. That's what it was. <laughs> I've never heard that one before. What was that? Yeah, I didn't use that either. <laughs> It helps. Yeah, absolutely. Can we talk about our books now? Yeah, I've been putting it off because... Oh, okay. So... It's pretty garbage. Cool. Is that a, a nice thing to say? It's pretty garbage? It's pretty garbage. <laughs> we are reading through the Longview Public Library You Can Reading Challenge, which I made, so it's all my fault. The theme we picked for this week was um, a book that takes place during a holiday, and because of where we are in the calendar right now, we decided to both go for St. Patrick's Day. I don't recommend it. Go for Christmas or Halloween. Do like a fun one where you have lots of options because St. Patrick's Day. Few options. Very few options. mysteries. You can either read a cozy mystery or you can read a book about St. Patrick's Day. And don't get fooled when you go online and you look up stuff and it says great books for St. Patrick's Day because they're not actually about St. Patrick's Day. This book is, yeah. (laughs) So a lot of those lists are actually just books about Irish people that take place in Ireland that's not going to fill the category for the reading challenge. <laughs> no. I'm telling you this right now. <laughs> and so we're just going to jump into it. I I think we should sedate right now that neither of us was content with our choice. No. Okay. You can start. Okay, if you I'll want. start. So, I picked the only physical book in our collection that as far as I could tell took place at St. Patrick's Day that was fiction. Um and it's called St. Patrick's Day Murder and it's by Leslie Meyer. It's a cozy mystery in the Lucy Stone Mysteries series, which I haven't read. Just in general, cozies for me are like a real hit or miss. They really depend on if you care or like the main character. 
I don't care for Lucy Stone. She's Ouch. A, I mean, so this is the story. <laughs> the town that this takes place in is called Tinker's Cove, Maine. Of course it And it's is. like a fishing town. Lucy Stone is a middle-aged mom, wife, ace reporter. Nope. Whatever. <laughs> for a newspaper called The Penny Saver. So not like a hard-hitting journalist. I think this newspaper is published like once a week. So... At the beginning of this book, some grumpy old man is closing his dive bar, cut to his headless body is recovered at the port or whatever the next day. And it's like, oh, no, who did it? Immediately, (laughs) his estranged half-brother from Ireland shows up because he's been hired by the Catholic Church to direct a St. Patrick's Day play musical for St. Patrick's Day, and it's also the church's, like, 100th anniversary or something. So this was published in 2008. Is that what you're looking at? Yes. This book is full of real fuddy-duddies. Lucy and all her friends are like, I'm like, oh, you guys are such fuddy-duddies. Wow. (laughs) They're like... Is it, like, murder she wrote? Maybe. I don't know. (laughs) They're always, like, dieting. They kind of, like, talk about, oh, look, I can't believe my son isn't married to his pregnant girlfriend. Like, that's a big plot line in this story. They're, like, gossiping about each other, like, making soup. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I'm like, I'm not old enough to be reading this (laughs) book. That is what I felt like, to be honest. (laughs) That's very funny. Well, and I think, I think, however, if you had connected with one of those characters, you would have felt it was fine. But since they were all... yeah. Not your... No, I've read cozies where it's like, oh, I have a bookshop and oh, my neighbor... And they're older people and they're... Not but they're not yeah. fuddy-duddies. Right. Yeah, there's a big difference. Um, yeah. yeah. So it was just like, oh, Lucy, you're so boring. How can you make this murder boring? Right. Yeah, she just like happens to be in the right place at the right time, like at every single moment. Right. Ugh. Like, sure. Right. I don't know. I just didn't... It was boring. I think we had Ugh. limited choices. You know, and so you took the one <laughs> that was in the building. And there were very few choices online, too, yeah. in terms of what was available. Was that What was the murder one that you read called? I read Night of the Blackbird by Heather Graham. And I am not a Heather Graham reader, so I didn't oh. know what I was going to okay. get into. But, you know, from the cover of it, it looks kind yeah. of like, you know, mystery. There, there was another hardcore. cozy. After I finished this one, I was mm-hmm. like, why did I made a bad choice? I looked on Libby and I was mm-hmm. like, were there other choices? And mm-hmm. there was another cozy. There was one, but it was checked out when I oh, went to Oh, it's go. not checked out now. It yeah. was called something, something St. Patrick's Day. Right, yeah. I saw um, that one, but it was checked out when I went to find a book. And so I took the one, the one that was available. <laughs> so what's this one about? This one, so this one is about a woman named Moira. Oh, there's definitely a Moira in mind too. Mm-hmm. Also this book Moira was Kelly. full of mm-hmm. like weird stereotypes about Irish people. They were like yeah, this one really superstitious. Of... Like the little Irish girls like obsessed Leprechauns with fairies. And they like and... think fairies mm-hmm. are real. Yeah, this one had that too. And it's also like a little bit like anti-Catholic. No, this one was all about it's good to be Catholic. Oh. Yeah. But this, this, my book was but like this was Catholics like, are weird. This was like Catholic mom guilt tripping. Oh. Yeah. So that's real though. Yeah, that is real. <laughs> I'm not Catholic. But I've heard. So let's see. Moira Kelly comes from Boston, but she lives in New York now. Right. And she, her mom wants her to come home for St. Patrick's Day. And then this is where the guilt trip, because her dad's not well, blah, blah, blah. Turns out her dad's fine. Whatever. She just (laughs) wanted her home for St. Patrick's Day. So she goes home. And of course, there are prostitutes being murdered. And so people are scared. This woman. Yours was not a cozy. No, it wasn't cozy at all. And, and. Let me just say, I'm not going to go into the whole story because it's dumb. Okay. And the first chapter, I could have told you what happened. And so at the end, I was absolutely right. And it was dumb. Oh, sorry. I hit the table. Like a lot. <laughs> I was making a point. But here's here's my notes. I said, boring. Go nowhere. <laughs> Knew the ending long before the end. Predictable situations and outcome. But the reason I think this one didn't translate well was because it was a lot of influence from the IRA. So this was written in 2001, and that was the year that the IRA disarmed. So, so this was written prior to that. I'm reading this book last night, this, this one. I'm showing it to you. Yes, thank and you. And they're like, oh, this brother is being so weird. It's like, duh. We'll look into see if he has any, like, Irish connection, like, right. IRA connections. Right. And I was like, 
Is the IRA still a thing? Yeah. Well, I think it I is. I mean, I think it is. I think it is. I did I do actually... some cursory Googling because so I was like, this I, is so yeah. annoying. I don't even know what's happening. <laughs> That's what like, I did. Like the immediate too. assumption yeah. is like, oh, he's probably in the in the mafia oh, or in mm-hmm. the IRA because right. he's Irish. Right. Yeah. Because that's <laughs> that's all they do. Right. And have lucky charms. <laughs> anyway, I, there were so many stereotypes. Like, oh, so for many sure. stereotypes. It was ridiculous. Like <sighs> heavy size. So it turns out, spoiler alert, uh-huh. that the murder in this book uh-huh. has been like disguised, and he's been in town disguised or like undercover. He's like this wanted criminal. Oh, so course. he'd been on the lam for a long right. time, but he's like a prospector. And like in the beginning, Lucy writes an article about him. And it's like, oh, I wonder why this guy is, anyways, oh, like my. around. Mm-hmm. So he's always going around with his metal detector, like looking for stuff, you know, like looking for a buried treasure. Oh. <laughs> Where's my hidden gold? It's like the end of the rainbow. I know. Silly. <laughs> Gosh. I'm the leprechaun. Well, I was disappointed. Not, I mean, I felt like this book, number one, was more romance than it was mystery. All right. And you already know how I feel about that. No. No. So then, because <laughs> it started off with the whole relationship aspect, even though in the, the very beginning I did read about a murder that took place, but there was no connection between the two made, essentially, until much, much, Mm -hmm. much later in the book. And even that connection was, you know, irrelevant at that point. It was, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But... So you um, immediately solved the murder. Yeah, immediately solved the murder and knew how Moira was going to end up. So let me ask you this, though. Did St. Patrick's Day happen in your book? It did. She came home for St. Patrick's oh, okay. Day and there was a parade and okay. she had a television show and she was filming typical Irish family stuff and so to put on her leisure channel show. Okay. Right. Everybody ended up fine in the end and I don't want to read another one. This book is so... I wonder if she writes like this all the time. I, I mean, I've heard that she's really... So apparently she has some paranormal. This is... Uh-huh. this. I was compelled to look other things up as well because <laughs> this was horrible. This was boring and so You know what's hilarious cool. about mm-hmm. this one? It was on Goodreads. It was like, oh, this was kind of fun and different than the other Lucy Stones because um, it was a lot darker. Oh my God. I'm like, this book is 0% dark. <laughs> yeah, but it's a lot darker than the other <laughs> oh, ones. So. Well, this one was 0% interesting. So... <laughs> Oh. Yeah, and and it was very heavily political in terms of Irish Revolution, etc. But so I don't think that translated well. Eighteen years later, mm. right? Because two thousand one till now, that's a big difference, you know, in terms of stuff. Yeah, political things happening. In terms of stuff. In terms of all that stuff. <laughs> Sorry, but <laughs> what I what what got me is on Goodreads. It was a three point nine out of five, and it's like that's pretty low for Goodreads. That's People? pretty high for me. Oh, for sure. Wow. I mean, I got. I'll give something a two out of five and think like it's fine. Like, if it's your thing, whatever. But people will be like, I didn't really like this book. Four out of five. Wow, gross. I'm like, that's not what ratings are for. You're doing it wrong. <laughs> You're doing it wrong. You need to write a book about actual ratings. Yeah, for books. it's like if you didn't like it, then Zero. rate it lower. Yeah. yeah. No, I pretty much on this like one to five star scale, like right. five, I withhold for only like really great books right four is if i like really liked it maybe would even read it again wow would recommend highly Uh three is like i enjoyed it maybe it's forgettable Mm -hmm. two is like uh not for me but like there's nothing terrible about it Mm -hmm. necessarily one is like this book is terrible and pretty offensive potentially (laughs) (laughs) what are those books (laughs) we'll talk about that on whatever episode we're gonna talk about books we hate well, I don't rate anything. You already know that. I read it, and if I like it, I liked it. If I didn't, I didn't. Just but like nobody needs rock- to know about that. <laughs> it's either like thumbs up or thumbs down. Exactly. That's- yeah. It thumbs up or thumbs down, and and I don't put it on Goodreads. All I put on Goodreads is the fact that I read the book so that I can pass Becky's reading challenge, and that's it. <laughs> all right. <laughs> we all have our reasons, right? Yeah. But it was it. I did go on to read that. This book was different in that it was about a, f- a murder mystery and that normally she has paranormal things in her writing. And I don't even think that's enough to get me to want to go read any more of her books, which is a shame. Maybe she's an excellent writer, but she's not going to be one I read. So. Yeah. 
That's what, like, I didn't care for St. Patrick's Day murder, but most of it is, like, just not my thing. I mean, it's not... Yeah, I... Yeah. I mean, if you're a different kind of person than me, (laughs) Well, that's, like, Murder, She Wrote. It might be like that. I don't watch The television show, I I didn't watch very much of it, but a friend of mine would not miss it, and he loved it. He'll still watch reruns. (laughs) I will watch Poirot like that, though. Okay. Over and over and over again. I started watching this show. It's called Small Spaces, Big Dreams. Mm. And it's a gardening show with Monty Don. From the UK? Yeah. I've seen it. Oh, you've watched all of it. All of it. All right. Well, why don't you tell me I love it? (laughs) I'm learning so much. You know what's amazing about that gardening show is the amount of work they can do in two days. No, it's small not crew. two days. No, they I'm, have like I'm exaggerating, but three it's months. an am- no. Yeah, more than that. Are you talking about the same show? Because he comes, Monty comes and like consults with them at the, the beginning. People, no, but when they have their crew come help. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, it's an amazing amount of work. My favorite thing out of that entire wait, how far are you? I'm through the first season. So the last episode I watched was the one couple made a Japanese garden mm-hmm. and one made a what she called Norwegian garden. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think there's any spoilers. It's just a gardening show. I know, but I'm trying to think of when this happened. I mean, is Monty okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's fine. He actually did, did you have make a... The, did she make the um, head in her garden yet? No. Yeah. There was a couple, though, that made, like, a miniature of their street in their garden. And then no. they also had some mannequins that they spray-painted. No. <laughs> no. And their friend was like, I don't know. I think Monty's going to think it's too weird. <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't. He was like, yeah. this is fine. I would love to have somebody like Monty come to my yard and say, hey, have you thought about this? Yeah. And then I would think very heavily about whatever he. But just then, said. if he came, you would have signed up to right. by summer, right? Have done what you told him you were going to do. Well, if I had any ideas, that probably could happen. A lot of him is like, <laughs> "You need to think this through." Right. He says that to a number of people. Right. Do your homework. Right. <laughs> yeah. But definitely- well, he he's a hard worker though. Oh yeah. When he jumps in there and mm-hmm. he starts doing stuff, and like, oh, he's going to help you dig your pond. Uh huh. Yeah, it's Doug. Yeah. yeah. Is that the one with the Indian lady who was, did you see that one? No, okay. I think I, you're on a different season than me. Okay. So I've been enjoying that. Okay. I've read some good romance novels lately. You don't like them. I don't expect that you would. Mm. But they're it's by not my thing. Christina Lauren, recommend. I put in a request for Chris to just like buy as many of their, it's like a duo that writes together. Uh-huh. Books as possible. So hopefully he'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> and. I put in a, a request for Chris to buy a bunch of books, too, for the women's suffragists celebration next year. Cool. Did yeah. you read The Women's Hour? No. I checked that out last no. year, and then you I, know I had to read her name. Yeah. This might be a good time to put out a call for people for that, too, because we were planning on doing all kinds of celebrating for the 100th anniversary for women voting, So, which is next year, 2020. And we want to have the a big 19th party. Amendment. Indeed. Which was... A hundred years ago next year. Wow. I know. Anyway, so what were the other ones? So I read I read The Proposal, which was by, it's a romance novel by somebody else whose name I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Don't recommend. That Uh-oh. was boring. Yep. But the ones that I read that I liked were called mm-hmm. Josh and Hazel's Guide to Not Dating and My Favorite Half Night Stand. Uh-huh. And then I've read like a ton of YA novels because I had to read a whole bunch for the Evergreen Voting. Right. So I've kind of jumped in late to the Evergreen Teen Book Award Committee for the 2020 awards. Mm -hmm. And so how that works is there's two lists, and this is the first year there have been two lists. There's a middle school list and a high school list. And the charge of the committee is to pick 10 books for each list. Those go out in April, and then teens have a year to read and vote on their favorites. Oh, nice. And then the 2020 winner is going to be whatever the teenagers vote for. Oh, cool. That's cool. So I'm just like reading tons of books for that. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I had a hard time. I'll tell you what, this book caused me a lot of grief because I started off not liking it Mm -hmm. and then I had to finish it, which, you know, is contrary to everything that I do. At least the good thing about mine was that it was short. Yeah. And even well, this one yeah, was short. Too, that's so good. That good. Yeah. But tell me about something you've liked lately. 
Nothing. Oh, no. Nothing at all. You hate everything? No, everything. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I have been to a lot of meetings in the last two weeks. And you hated them? No. I actually enjoyed them quite a bit. As a matter of fact, I am, I am going to... So I went to a presentation by the Department of Corrections to hmm. talk about work release and... It has now become my mission to have the library be a resource for people who are trying to re-enter society. And so I have a meeting set with them to go talk about how can the library help, uh-huh. which oh, yeah. I liked that. That ties in with the whole workforce development thing that you've been it working does. on, too. That yep. makes total sense to yeah. me. Yeah. So I did like that. Good. Yeah. That was fun. You didn't read anything good or watch anything good? Uh, no. I listened to You know what? Good? I did. So I... <gasps> I know. What? We're going to go see that thing this weekend. Oh, that's right. That's Saturday. Yeah. I'm excited. Go I've been singing those songs all week. <laughs> yeah. We're going to see Jesus Christ Superstar. Yes. At Columbia Theater. Yep. And I think there are still tickets available, so mm-hmm. people can check them out. Yeah. It'll be by the time this... What's the date? By the time you're listening to this, it'll have passed, exactly. but we'll definitely review it for you for next time. That's right. Yeah. Oh my gosh, we will, because I love that musical <laughs> so they better hope they do a good oh no job. god forbid i say, say horrible things about them on a podcast they will never hear <laughs> you don't know that <laughs> we're really taking off <laughs> we're like three people no there's lots <laughs> I'm i'll show you the statistics i'm kidding i'm sorry to our many fans <laughs> if what elizabeth has said has offended you <laughs> Because she thinks you don't exist. But I I know you do. (laughs) That's hilarious. So next time we're going to be talking about a play. Right. Well, we'll talk about that play. And And then we'll talk about reading a play. So do you know what you're reading? I was going to read The Importance of Being Earnest. Oh, that's a great one. Right. Also a really good film. But Don't just watch the The point was I had thought that I would go see it at center stage. But I didn't go see it. So I might change my play. Oh, we can just, yeah. just watch I could. the movie. Well, I don't even... Like, have you seen it? No. It's really good. Well, okay then. I'll keep with I it then. I highly recommend this movie. <laughs> <laughs> they do a good job. Oh, I was going to tell you the, the television show that I've been watching lately. Because I, I think you know I had a, a horrible addiction to the Great British Bake mm-hmm. Off whatever it's called <laughs> so I've been watching that so much I thought you know this is ridiculous when you can recite the entire entire Netflix offering <laughs> not just yeah. a season not just an episode but the entire so you watch, thing over and over and over you again. watch the same episodes of British Bake over, over, and and over and over and over again wow. yeah it's ridiculous it's yeah. my like go to sleep stuff so I just yeah, put it I on guess. and just let it play but I started watching the great family cook-off which is also a British cooking show. The most, mostly the reason I watched the baking show was to see the different food that they would make because I would never eat that. They make different stuff, huh. stuff that we don't make on a regular basis. And it was interesting. I don't watch that show, so mm-hmm. I don't know. I used to do the same kind of watch over and over and over again with anything with David Attenborough. It was like sleepy time, dory time. <laughs> we have really different tastes in television. <laughs> So the shows that I watch over and over again are like Parks and Recreation. See, yeah, I've never even seen that. Yeah, well, yeah. you should watch it. Huh? Friends and other ones. I like sitcoms and stuff. Yeah. I like scripted television more. That's more my jam. <laughs> I like the documentaries. So, there was a time on Netflix where we had watched all of the documentaries, even the bad ones. Except for I don't really like the ones about serial killers and... <laughs> That's hilarious because I was like, I don't really like documentaries unless they're about serial right. killers. <laughs> I did watch the first part of the Ted Bundy thing. Oh, I haven't watched Because I that. was a kid when, well, he was already old news by the time I was a kid, but I grew up where I was living was in an area where he had been quite prolific. Uh-huh. And so he was an urban myth while I was like uh-huh. nine, ten years old. And so that was a little scary. Yeah. Yeah. But there's that other one. I, I start all of them. But I lose interest extremely Did you watch quickly. the one about, I mean, I also like shows about cults. I liked that one. Okay. Yeah, I did see that one, the one in Oregon. Yeah. Yeah, I watched that whole thing. There's another one. Maybe it's not on Netflix. Maybe it's on Hulu. And it's just like a regular length documentary. It's not a series about a different cult. It's called Something Hell. Hmm. And it was pretty good. That was a more small time cult. I did watch, there was the Jones. Town. 
Yeah, Jonestown Murders. I watched those documentaries with the Kool-Aid. Uh-huh. You know, as long as it's not straight up killing people. Yeah. I don't so, mind it. In Riverdale, there's definitely... The plotline for this season is like Dungeons & Dragons, Panic style plotline only their game is called griffins and gargoyles and it also involves drinking kool-aid and often people die after they drink the kool-aid oh because it's poison right uh, <laughs> got that and then there yeah it's the whole thing and it's blue kool-aid so i had blue kool-aid at our program oh no and it was hilarious but i also like kind of got a stomachache because i had too much kool-aid oh <laughs> and that's just hummingbird food yeah that's gross yeah. <laughs> that's pretty good for like a little bit <laughs> well the play that i'm gonna read i'm gonna read what is what's it called when it's a musical libretto yes i thought that was the title i'm like that's the no. strangest <laughs> i was asking you to clarify yes. this word i don't necessarily know don't think that's here, I will tell Look you. Look it up on your phone. I will. Meanwhile, do what you I'm going to read Dear Evan Hansen. Oh. Yeah. And then I hopefully I'll get to see Go you next see year. Yeah. It's coming on tour Broadway in Portland. I signed up. Did I tell you? I probably didn't talk about it all the time. You did. Yes. If I hadn't talked about it here, I put myself on the waiting list for season tickets for Broadway in Portland. Who knows if I'll be able to get them. Libretto. Libretto. Mm -hmm. So it's the libretto for that. And I got the book. I brought it from Fort Vancouver and it has the libretto in it, but it also has like tons of other nonsense. Maybe it's good, but I just don't care enough about anything. But it's like interviews with the writers and the actors and what was it like to be like originate this character on Broadway? And I'm like, oh, like, where's the... Oh, it's here in the middle of the book. Mm -hmm. And there's like lots of photographs. Anyways, so I'm excited. Yeah, I agree. I don't care enough about the inner workings of making the musical and the actors and all that. I just want the story. I think... I need people to sing yeah, the songs. That's was, all mm-hmm. Yeah, like, let's just listen to it over and over. That's fine. <laughs> but I feel like it's gotten to so... Maybe it's always been like this and I just didn't care. I think it's so hard to be a fan of things now. Like, so much more is expected well, of you. I think we've had this conversation before yeah. where I can't be a fan of things Yeah. because it requires way too much it's dedication. It's so much work. It is, yeah. And then so, people are like, oh, you really like that, but you didn't know blah, blah, blah. Right, like, so I, I just choose to not like anything. Yeah. And then that way I, I'm not obliged <laughs> know anything about yeah. these things <laughs> like yes i want to watch parks and recreation over and over again mm-hmm. no i don't want to watch the blooper reels on youtube and cast interviews and all this nonsense mm-hmm. or buy a bunch of stuff with things on it and there's so much that's produced nowadays yeah. that it's if you were to like... be a fan of everything yeah. you would have absolutely no thoughts of your own and it seems like it's just gotten really like consumerist <sighs> and I think that's old, though. But I, I think mean, because there's so much, like, fan-produced stuff, it's mm-hmm. almost like there's even more to consume. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, and if you didn't like the first one well enough, why are you going to like this stuff any better or at all? Yeah. But it's like a mountain of it coming at you. Just a real lot. Yeah. So just don't like anything. Yeah. And that's what... In your set. It's kind of what makes it hard, to be honest about liking Riverdale, yeah. just to pull it full circle here, mm-hmm. is that like I loved Archie Comics as a kid. When I heard they're making a show, I was going to be like, this is this is going to be nonsense and I'm going to enjoy it. And I mm-hmm. did. And then I feel like the writers of the show go Didn't on like... read the comic tum- books. Well, I feel like they go on like Tumblr and they're like, oh, these are the ships. This oh. is what the fans want. And they put them together. They don't Mm-mm. care if it makes any sense or write it so that it makes sense. It's just a bunch of fan service mm-hmm. and it's dumb it is dumb that is dumb it makes me you know it's kind of like you become interested in something because the direction it's going right yeah and then the direction it's going it's going is changed based on public opinion Uh and that's not why you started watching it in the first place I'm like, is this art or is this just and like crowdsourced well, soap and, opera? And by changing it to public opinion, did you just fix it? Yeah. Or appeal to a public opinion that's not as popular right, as you think it is? Right, kind of like the lowest common exactly. denominator. Yeah. yeah. Just the loudest. And I just, <laughs> what's so sad about Luke Perry is that he was basically like the last character on the show who was real decent and like almost just normal and I just don't know what they're going to do now. Um, Probably, you know, replace his character with someone and make that person not decent. Yeah, like a recap. Yeah. Like, I don't know. 
They'll probably have that's like a shame. I mean, that was a young age to die. Oh my gosh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Anyways, but so uh, that's the play you're gonna. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> sorry. That's just interrupt funny. Five different conversations right. to talk about Riverdale some more. <laughs> And I still haven't seen it, so we're we're good. That's yeah. fine. But we just made an argument about why I will never watch it. So <laughs> yeah, I I just think that it's too much. Too much of my energy would have to go into it to be the kind of fan yeah. you need to be. And I just I just don't have that kind of time. Mm, no, it's like almost people talk about like hate watching things, and I don't really <laughs> do that. Except I guess now I do. <laughs> But it's like watching a, you know, like a train wreck or something. Oh, I can't. You know, one of the things I in life I really cannot stand is when people stop to look at accidents. Looky-loos? Yeah. Oh. Rubberneckers? Yeah. That. Is there another word? I'm sure there are, but they're probably <laughs> inappropriate. Yeah, I, I can't stand that. I think that trying to see somebody in pain... I don't, I don't like that like either. It. Yeah. I guess except for this particular instance where it's a television show. Well, it's not real life and you didn't just stop traffic to look at somebody's... Wow, you know, this has gone to a dark place. Really? It's darker than your book. It's yeah, <laughs> darker than this book. This book is so weird. Yeah. I guess what I would really recommend for St. Patrick's Day is to read a different book. Maybe you could just... I don't know. You know, I think that a history of St. Patrick's Day would be far more fulfilling than these two particular sure. books. So at least you'd be educated. <laughs> <laughs> at least you'd learn something. Yeah. Although these two both both did compel us to look things up. So Yeah. Because they yeah. They were incomplete. Mm-hmm. Although I will say that if you read this one in two thousand one, you'd have a much better understanding of the politics because it was part of the news in 2001 oh whereas now it's not in the news at all so Mm -hmm. but i still didn't like it (laughs) so there you go. don't bother reading it (laughs) yeah if you have any recommendations for good heather graham books i'm all ears (laughs) so throw them out there i don't think i'll read another leslie meyer book i'm sorry it's just not my thing but the other ones are so much brighter i mean it's it's still like someone's getting murdered and they're having a parade like with the body (laughs) I mean, here also available, New Year's Eve murder. Oh, wow. Bake sale murder. Bake sale murder. That's Father's Day murder. So those are two other holiday-themed murder books that you could read. (laughs) Recommended. (laughs) If you're uh, really into (laughs) a real plain cozy. There are so many good mysteries out there that, you know, go find a different one. It did kind of make me think of all those movies like New Year's Eve and Mother's mm-hmm. Day mm-hmm. and how those are just like silly. Yeah. Anyways. Well, thanks for listening to us. Sorry we don't have a... Sorry there's nothing good here. To recommend. <laughs> Next time there will be. Becky tells me this is an excellent play that I'm going to be reading. Or the movie was excellent. Yeah. So. And the play. Yeah. And we're going to see Jesus Christ Superstar. Yeah. So we'll just nothing plays. but happy, happy next yeah. time. It'll be great. What's the buzz? <laughs> What's that? I don't know what you're doing. That's Jesus Christ Superstar. You're oh. going to be singing with me next time. Okay. Woohoo! <laughs> okay. Well, thanks. I'm Becky. I'm Elizabeth. And thanks for listening to your show. Or mine. Studio time for your shelf or mine. Donated by KLOG, Cooking Country, and 101.5 The Wave. Your local stations are proud to support the Longview Public Library and your shelf or mine.